Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with New York-based jazz guitarist Tomas Jansson on the 2022 CD, Nomadic. He's an old friend of the show, and after sending the music via CD to Neon Jazz, we have delighted in the sonic power of it. The album features Steve Nelson on vibes, Hilliard Green and Jeff Littleton on bass, along with Troy Austin and Chuck McPherson on the drums. We cover the construction of this new album, how he survived and thrived in COVID times, upcoming 2023 events and so much more enjoy this interview mr jansen yeah joe how are you doing how are you sir good to hear from hey, you great to hear from you man thank you for reaching out thank you for sending over the music i loved it i i really had a wonderful time uh driving around my son's actually a huge jazz fan and we just uh sat back and let that thing go on repeat it was wonderful oh great thank you wonderful so yeah. it's very seamless and lately it's funny you know i was talking to my stepdaughter about an album that she was into and she was kind of noting the idea of like one song kind of slipping into another kind of that george martin beatles kind of vibe and it oh, feels okay. like this album this this album feels like that it's just seamless and oh. it kind of goes from oh, one song to the next wow i didn't know that okay that was interesting yeah. See, you find out new feeling. things. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's so, a cue, you know, how you cue it, how you cue the, the order of the tunes is always really tricky. So I, try, I just try to, I, I guess I try to make it, uh, you know, different sounds. So get from one thing to something new every time. It's always hard to, to, to yeah. get the tunes in the right order. So, you know, that's always very, it makes a big difference. Like, what's the first tune on an album? Yeah. Well, and that's, that, that's the trick, you know, yeah. and, and so, you know, before we get in, you know, and I just got your sheet of, of all the songs and kind of the story behind each of them. I'm curious, what was the idea behind the name of the album? You look awfully relaxed on the front cover on the bike. Talk to me a little bit about kind of how that came about. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and it, and it's a big question. It's something that's become more and more, you know, my nature. I guess I'm realizing I'm kind of nomadic. I guess I, I kind of have, maybe I have some way way back ancestry to nomadic tribes somewhere. I don't know. But but uh, I tend to uh, enjoy moving around for sure. It helps me in life to get ideas, to be inspired, and and. Uh, and creative and uh, yeah. that's kind of a, and then with that this whole thing with the with the pandemic kicked in and that was like now you're locked up so that was the opposite in a way. that made me think about that more than <laughs> I, I feel kind of akin to that notion too i'm a very nomadic kind of i move a lot and it's yeah. just kind of a part of my rhythm so how did uh -huh. you do over the pandemic did you still get you know to a point where you could ride the ride your bike do things and get out how did that work for you yeah first i mean i was here in new york and and being uh and it kind of locked down here when we got into march end of march april i think 2020 and so that was it i, I just my 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 way of do, dealing with it was i, I started I, I couldn't go to the gym so i started running and i started running every day and that was really nice i didn't have a bicycle there though <laughs> So I had to be, stay on my feet. So that was my 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 way of dealing. And then uh, the music, of course, you know, it got more. You get more. It was a it was a way to get even more concentrating on the music too. So I I I 
I tried to make something good out of it. It was really tricky, but but uh, I, I really saw it as an opportunity to go inward more than, you know, usually you're out there and you're going to go do this, you got to do that, got to do that. But now it was like, okay, I stay here and um, work on the music, you know. So that oh, was for a while before I, I could travel later on. I did travel a bit too, quite, quite. Actually, I managed to do that even during the pandemic. I was traveling. And this on this this album, I have some tracks. I started recording in Los Angeles, actually. I went over there. I guess that's the thing about what's going on right now. It has to feel so good after this two-year period of primarily yeah. being locked down to not mm-hmm. really be able to release this album, but to have the prospects of performing live. How does it overall feel to see this in print and feel like you kind of had a, a, a new lease on life? You know, that's always a challenge. And now, I'm, I'm, in a way, it's a bigger challenge now than it's been because now things are coming back and, and venues are, are backlogged with people wants to come in and play. Maybe they booked people before the pandemic or during the pandemic that didn't work out. So they, you know, so there's like a queue or a line of people want to get in. So it, it, it's tricky, but so it, but it's always uh, a challenge to keep uh, playing live, which which is what I love to do. So I'm always working on that uh, the booking part you have to. So I, I have I have work lined up here coming up the next year and this year. And I was touring it during the summer, and I had another tour now. Just I came back from a tour in October over in uh, Europe. Uh, ten, uh, what was it about? One week, little plus, nine days. That was really nice. Where I had uh, Donald Dean, uh, a good, uh, an amazing drummer, played with uh, some people may have been familiar to him. And he, he, I, I managed to get him over from Los Angeles. And then um, I have a friend, bass player, Brazilian bass player in Stockholm, Ruben Farias, who was working with me. So that was a great uh, trio of them mixed up. With so yeah, and and now I'm I'm, I'm in New York and, and this is where I am. And, and uh, New York is overcrowded uh, as per usual with musicians and it's just a challenge to play somewhere, you know. So I'm lining up work in the beginning of next year now. That's, that's where I'm at. You know, I did notice when you sent over the song list, you know, there was a lot of these that were obviously thought about and laid down during the pandemic. And I'm curious, do you believe that this time the pandemic made your writing more intense or changed it a certain way. What do you think this time period did for you as not only an artist that performs, but someone that writes and puts together music? Yeah, I was, I was focusing maybe more on it. Because, uh, you know, I would wake up at night as I wrote somewhere and uh, what do you do? You know, I, I remember asking my now late uh, mentor and good friend Joe DiOrio, the, the amazing guitarist who's been a close uh, uh, friend from several decades here. Uh, he he just told me you just work on the music, you know, and he you know that's he said that's what I do and that's what I did. <laughs> so instead of lying there awake, you just get up and, and and you start working on the music. But it's all it's all always there in the mind somewhere. So that, that was a great opportunity to get into more of that. So maybe some of the music is is. Uh, Maybe it's a bit, uh, you know, what do you call it, colored by, by nighttime sessions. Uh, I mean, I even have some tune. I think I have a tune they call Nightwatch, uh, actually. So that, that, that night perspective on things. Uh, and uh, So there, there, there is some of the music that is maybe a little more laid back than I, or I usually write, uh, or more introspective, maybe you would call it. I'm not sure. 
so but but it was definitely a creative process that that was intensifying during the pandemic for me it was yeah i i just had to get in more into it and I'm just writing you know and it works that was the great news it's no problem you know you're always worrying as a musician a creator that maybe you run out of ideas or maybe it stops or something but but no no it's just you just keep doing it and you get more ideas the more you do the more you get i love oh. that notion yeah <laughs> yeah it's great you're just redistributing that energy instead of worry you're putting it into a creative uh constructive outlet and yeah I'm curious talk to me you talked about really going through assembling these and putting these together in the right way. Kind of give me a little bit of an origin of how these songs came about and how you finally decided to lay them out the way you did for the final product. Oh, oh that's a tricky question. I mean, there's, there's, uh, most of it is, is new compositions. Uh, that, yeah, one is an old composition, actually, the opening called Outdoor Valley. That's an, that was re-emerged here. So my wife pointed me to it and said, "Well, that's a great, that's a great uh, piece of music." When she heard a, a take on it from a long time ago, and I just so I had to dig it up and 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 work on it, and, and there it is. Um, so that was nice uh, recovery, something that has never been recorded. And then I have all well, the rest is stuff that I wrote here during the pandemic. Yeah, and they are very different. So I don't, I'm not sure how to answer. You know, the ideas can come from anywhere. Uh, some of them are really connecting to to pandemic. I mean, uh, nomadic here, like um, ascending, uncovering, pressing forward, <laughs> and which is like a nod to where I'm, where I live here in Harlem too, where you have the the, the great uh, statue uh, from uh, down on 125th Street, uh, Adam Clayton Powell saying, "Pressing forward at all times, pressing forward, <laughs> press forward." So that's also an inspiration. Uh, other tunes like Rob's piano comes from an old friend of mine's very untuned piano where I, I just played something on it when we were sitting there drinking coffee. And I said, what was that? And recorded on my little uh, phone. And that's a great with the phone. You can take ideas with you really quick with the phone. Then. Just do a little voice uh, memo there. And, and uh, that became uh, Rob's piano then. And uh, otherwise, it's, it's, it's more, it's some of them are just, you know, it's just ideas from the music itself. Like, like ascending is an idea, you know, it's a pedal tone on a bass and, and it's something that's moving upwards. And, and I had that idea ringing in my head for days. And I thought, this is nothing. This is nothing. It's not, it's not enough. It's just, a, you know, two bars usually to start with and then you if it if it rings enough within within me i know okay i've got to keep at it then so that's usually how it works i write i write in the mornings uh, small ideas i have my my have some kind of a diary that i have a musical diary when i practice and so or at other times too when i drink coffee you can come up you can come up uh, but uh those those can be very minimal and small ideas of so just a few few notes a few, and one bar two bars and then if it's really good, then then it can then it becomes. But then it's work to you know to make it a composition. You know, I know when you get to this point of promotion, typically an artist is is been you know working on this, been getting it ready, going through the entire process. So it's almost as though at this point now you've probably moved on creatively to other projects. And I'm curious, you know, in this post-COVID world we're living in, and things kind of are getting accelerated after a period of introspection. Do you are you have you kind of accelerated your process of producing music? Are you looking forward to the next project? 
how are you kind of moving forward now that you're promoting this album? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the tricky thing, you know. Usually, you get you get. To, I mean, you get uh, you get the wave of, of of stuff to do, and and you get locked in by the the new album. So that's so much work around this to get it out and and uh, send it out, and you know, gotta get some reviews here and there. And um, so uh, to to at the same time think about the next one, uh, which is what you have need to do. And, and but and I, I like like you say, I think uh, that's what's happening to me now. I, I I managed to come out pretty quick with this one after my recent uh, 130th in Lennox. Is about three two and a half years ago. I released another the previous album. So and that's for me is is rather quick if you're especially if you're doing most of it yourself. You know. It's a lot of work. So, so I'm. So, like you say, I am already. I'm already. I'm kind of sketching in the back of my head ideas. I mean, I, you get tunes that you think about. You know, I just heard. Of, you know, either you hear here. I mean, I love. Uh, there's so much great music composed in jazz and recorded already that, that you want to play. You know, so that, that you end up recording it too, of course, and just like tribute and this because of love and music. I just heard. This, I just got into this uh, uh, Wayne Shorter to Night Dreamer. That's a beautiful composition. So that might be on my next, another night. Too, yeah. I guess. <laughs> That's going to be I my next album. album, I think. Oh, you know it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's That's the way that goes from major to minor. You know, it's, it's just really, I just heard it. That, that I was out one night at Smalls and Frank Lacey played it there on, his, on, a, on a French horn. It was a really special sound, too. He doesn't play French horn very often. You know, the, the way it changes really quick. That, that's a good, great composition. I mean, I really admire uh, Wayne Shorter, everything he's wrote. His, all his composition. And I have recorded at least a couple of his tunes before, you know. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the French horn. I was just watching a show the other night with kind of an avant drummer by the name mm -hmm. of Arnie Young here, and he had a big group, and there was a young cat up there that had a French horn. And uh -huh. it was wonderful. <laughs> just It just added a level of... of I don't, I don't like a level of sophistication and something that you don't hear that often, and it just really was a nice touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. That's a lyrical kind of sound, and at the same time, a strong instrument on the French horn. Yeah. As you look into the end of 2020 right now, and obviously it's wonderful you have an album out and things that are, are moving in the right direction. But what are you looking at as you close the year out, and what are you looking forward to in 2023 as the new year opens? Oh, what I'm working on? Oh, yeah. I mean, this, it's the tours I'm working on, the, the bookings. Besides uh, always you're knocking around here in New York, looking, uh, working, playing small gigs around the corner or so, or, or getting in here and there. That that's an ongoing thing, but then the tours is is more something you have to focus on also, and with long, uh, you know, up up front. Um, so now I'm looking at the summer is the festivals. I'm, I'm connecting with the festivals, the European festivals mostly, and then I'm working on a tour in April. Uh, actually, I'm going to call this venue in Munich today. We'll see how that goes. I have a couple of dates there uh, booked so as an anchor. So we'll see if I can do something with the same tree I had around. Because it becomes different kind of what you, at least that's happened to me right now, that I have, a, I just have a great uh, touring tree, or live playing tree, you know. And, and it can be different to what you record with sometimes because uh, for some different reasons, who knows what. <laughs> it's hard to understand for myself. But 
but um, these guys just love, you know, they're just different generations from different parts of the world. It's connecting totally. One from Brazil, one from North America, and then it means myself from Northern Europe. And it's like, and it's, it grooves like crazy. But that's Mr. Donaldine. He's the groove master, you know, from, from Eddie Harris and Les McCann and all those amazing recordings. And Donaldine, double D. I can't pro, I can't talk to, I, I can't say too uh, too much about him. I mean he I can praise him you know on and on. He's just an amazing personality and musician. If anyone out there wants to pick up Nomadic in, in its proper form and physical or even download it digitally, where can they go and, and learn more about what your schedule is and touring and everything that's coming up for you? Oh, okay, yeah. No, Nomadic is available now on all those uh, you, you just Put put in nomadic and my name. Uh, I get Thomas uh, Thomas without the H. Thomas Jans on with a Z J A N Z O N, and uh, it will come up for Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon or or anywhere of those places. Or also uh, actually this Bandcamp. You can that's a good place if somebody wants really high quality download. Actually, Bandcamp I can recommend. Uh, yeah, and my website, of course. Everything is available straight from there. You can go from thomasjansson.com. I, I recorded once again with the amazing Steve Nelson on vibraphone, Hill Green on bass, and Chuck McPherson on drums. It's the same uh, quartet I had on the previous album. So that was really nice to be able to have that. And then uh, there is a trio there on a few tunes from Los Angeles with the... the Virtuosic bass player Jeff Littleton and Tony Austin, also an amazing drummer. Uh, some may, may know from other uh, groups and so. Uh, but that that's the that's the, so it's two different bands on on one trio and one quartet with the with the Steve Great Steve Nelson playing vibraphone in in connection with the guitar there. So that, that that makes a great sound. I I love it. Thank you again for for taking time. Good luck with everything as we move forward. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling me. I appreciate the Neon Jazz. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Harlem, Kansas City, and spots all over the world. And thanks to Tomas for his time, music, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store or Spotify. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, Enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.